Um, so I want to uh, draw your attention to a couple other scriptures I'm just going to read, and then I'm going to put Psalm 145 up on the screen here. But a few weeks ago, in fact, several weeks, you have, I've shared these verses with you from Acts chapter 2. Uh, this is Pentecost. Holy Spirit showed up. Some powerful things are going on. Peter preaches a sermon, and in his explanation about what is going on with the arrival of the Holy Spirit, he quotes the prophet Joel, and he says, in the last days it shall be, God declares that I will pour out my spirit on what? What's that next word there? You got to pay attention, okay? Everyone on the screen. I will pour out my spirit on what? All, okay? All means in the Greek, all, okay? All flesh and your, what's the next word? Sons and your what? Okay, when they say sons and daughters, they typically mean youth. So they're talking about young people are gonna, and your sons and daughters shall prophesy. And then it says, and your young men shall see visions, and your who? Old men. So now you got young and old, you got male and female, shall see visions, old shall dream dreams, even on my male servants and my female servants, Servant back then would be the have-nots, okay? They were kind of on the, uh, they, they did not have a lot, but it says male servants, female servants, they also will get the Holy Spirit. I will pour out my spirit and they shall prophesy. There's a lot in these passages. All I want to point out is that the spirit has come on all, okay? They're all invited into the kingdom. Holy Spirit's available. Uh, in another book, Galatians chapter, in the whole book of Galatians, really, but specifically chapter three, verse 28, Paul says, there is neither Jew nor Greek, which means uh, those, the, the, the special people, the Israelites, and the non-Israelites, there is neither slave nor free, that those are very, two very different statuses of life, for there is no male and female, for you are all what? What's the word there? One in Christ Jesus. What I'm pointing out here is there's a whole theology in the New Testament that Christ brings everything together with the Holy Spirit and says, you're all one family. You're all one body. You're all invited. Now, there are distinctions, okay? We, we believe very clearly a distinction between male, female. We distinction between old and young. They're still there, but together we are all part of one family. Um, what, what that, let me summarize it this way. Uh, we could spend multiple sermons in all of this, multiple teaching times, but one I want you to remember is that we value both men and women. Scripture values both men and women. God values both men and women. And I say that because uh, even within our tribe, the, the Southern Baptist Convention this last week, there were a lot of conversations about the role of women in church and things like that. And I just want to communicate to you as your pastor, okay? We, we hold to Scripture, the truth of God's word. We believe that, that pastors and elders are to be men, but we very, very, very value, very much value the role that women play in God's kingdom, and especially here at church, and we're gonna continue to value that. So there's a lot that goes on in the news, and I don't know what you've heard or not heard, but, but we're, gonna, we're gonna hold up the authority of scripture, but we're also gonna hold up the value that God placed on, on all of us. Holy Spirit is just as much in men and women, young, old, all of that. But it also means we're gonna value all cultures and race. We're gonna to continue to look for opportunities to be God's people no matter what background we come from, no matter what the color of our skin is or how curly your hair is. I'm telling you, it's just a little weird for the first time ever 
my wife and I paid for at a beauty school my 13-year-old to get a perm, okay? My 13-year-old boy. It's just, you look great, Josh. You really do look great. But it's just, I'm still getting used to it, brother, okay? So uh, anyway, all cultures, all race. We also value people no matter their social or economic standing, okay? There are people of means and influence, even in this room. There are some with less means and less influence. We're all together the body of Christ. Now, all that to say this. Here's the last one. We're going to continue to value all generations, okay, young and old. Okay, that, that's a struggle in, in some churches. You know why? Because it would be easier to be kind of uh, gear all of our attention toward the youth. That's oftentimes what, what churches do, and, and they, they forget that, you know what, the older generation has so much to offer the younger generation, but I also appreciate, especially here, an older generation that says, hey, we might not always get it the way we want it because uh, the youth have, have, have got a voice as well. I'll tell you a quick story and then I'm going to read to you Psalm 145. So I think, I don't remember the exact, Amanda, you could correct me, but I think Elijah was three and I think Malia was one. And uh, so Malia's in the grocery cart, and Elijah's running around. And Amanda is at Aldi's by herself. I don't know where I was at that particular time. But she's got a whole grocery cart full trying to, to rein in Elijah. Malia was an easy baby anyway. So uh, uh, she's walking down the, the, the kind of open aisle, and there was a, a couple in front of her, an older couple, and Elijah makes a beeline between the husband and wife, and he says, out of the way, old man, and just kept going. Now, under normal circumstances, that's just the time the mom goes, oh boy, you know. But it gets worse. Because I was on staff at that time at North Olmsted Friends Church, which makes Amanda a pastor's wife, and as she got closer, come to realize the couple was from our church and was an older couple and she was just mortified. And so uh, I, that was just the beginning of many different times that Elijah has embarrassed us. I think that now instead of his motorcycle and now he's just got an older, he's got a Ford Ranger so you can't go as fast now, but uh, he's probably still thinking out of the way old man as he continues on. But that's becoming less and less as his insurance goes up and up. So that's a um, whole nother conversation with all of that. But we've got to value older and younger generations. And, and I want to point you to Psalm 145 that kind of describes the importance of from one generation to another. And then I'm going to have you hear from an older generation of men for just a few minutes this morning. The psalmist writes, I will extol you my God and my King, means I'm going to put you on a pedestal and bless your name forever and ever. Every day, this isn't just a casual once in a while, go to church kind of thing. Every day I will bless you and praise your name forever and ever. We're going to keep doing this. Great is the Lord. That's what we've declared this morning in our singing and worship and greatly to be praised. And his greatness is unsearchable. It just blows our minds. But then it says this, one generation shall commend your works to what? Another, which means the next, and shall declare your mighty acts. This is the takeaway verse today. One generation shall commend your works to another. That's really what fathers and mothers do. If they know Jesus, it's to say, I want my kids to know Jesus as well. 
on the glorious splendor of your majesty and on your wondrous works, I will meditate. I'm gonna, I'm gonna think about it. I'm gonna just chew on it. I'm gonna, I'm gonna put my focus and attention on it. They, the generations, shall speak of the might of your awesome deeds and I will declare your greatness. They shall pour forth the name of your abundant goodness and shall sing aloud of your righteousness. The Lord is gracious and merciful, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love. This is a phrase and expression that's used over and over over again in both the Old Testament and the New Testament starts in Exodus 34 and just continues on. He's gracious, he's merciful, he's slow to anger, he's abounding in steadfast love, he's good to all. And his mercy is over all that he has made. All your works shall give thanks to you, O Lord, and all your saints shall bless you. Notice there's just a lot that can be passed from one generation to another. You know, sometimes uh, we as dads, like, like one thing I'm not passing on to my kids is how to work on a car, okay? I have no idea how to work on a car. I take it to Mr. Tire and I say, I think there's a noise here. Can you just take care of it? But when it comes to faith and goodness of God, there's so much there to say, hey kids, let, you, let, me, let me pass it on to you. They shall speak of the glory of your kingdom and tell of your power to make known to the children of man your mighty deeds and the glorious splendor of your kingdom. Your kingdom is an everlasting kingdom and your dominion endures throughout all generations. The Lord is faithful in all his works and kind in all his works. Words, wait, I'm... I'm the Lord is faithful in all his words and kind in all his works. The Lord upholds all who are falling and raises up all who are bowed down. The eyes of all look to you and you give them their food in due season. You open your hand. You satisfy the desire of every living thing. The Lord is righteous in all his ways and kind in all his works. The Lord is near to all who call on him, to all who call on him in truth. He fulfills the desire of those who fear him. He also hears their cry and saves them. The Lord preserves all who love him, but all the wicked he will destroy. My mouth will speak the praise of the Lord and let all the flesh, let all flesh bless his holy name forever and ever. Just a beautiful psalm of worship. But the takeaway is that one generation, they're responsible, every generation is responsible to commend the works of God to the next and it shall declare your mighty acts. They need to declare who God is. You know, when you think of a, a race, the, the four by 100 or the four by 400, there's a baton and if that baton doesn't get passed on, you don't finish the race, you don't win the race. And so I want us to continue to be a church where we're passing the baton from older to younger. And what's beautiful here is also the older can learn from the younger. So Terry, Glenn, Walt, why don't you come up here for a moment? We had Bob Yurvac, but uh, Bob bailed on us. He had uh, Father's Day or something like that. So um, this is what we did um, on Mother's Day. We're going to do it today on Father's Day. So uh, come on up here. You guys can share that mic. You can take it off and pass it back and forth if you want. Yeah, just go ahead and pull it out. Is it on? Is it on? 
Let me see it. Okay. Oh, it's on. Okay, we're good to go. All right, I'm going to sit down here. So, um, you guys typically, well, you two especially, you're, you're kind of a mix. Uh, you typically go to first service, so people might not know who you are. So, introduce yourself. Tell us um, uh, who your wife is and um, uh, how many kids, how many grandkids, just that kind of stuff. So, you got the mic in the middle, Walt, so you got to start. Okay. My name is Walt. My wife's name is Pat. She's at home nursing a sore throat right now, so she couldn't be with us. Um, I have two boys and four grandkids. We've been married 56 years. Wow. And we've been here at Gate, Gateway for about three years and loving it. So glad we came. So one thing I didn't ask in first service, um, you're retired, retired from what? What did you do for work? Uh, for 35 years before I retired, I was administrator at another church. Okay, gotcha. And you were an electrician before that. That's what, yeah. Yes. It's, uh, I worked for NASA for NASA. 16 years. Okay. On a rocket or anything? Oh, no. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> electrician on a rocket? I don't know. So, all right, you can go either way, left or right. Hi, I'm Terry Smeltzer. Uh, my wife, Carolina. We have three children and seven grandchildren. I'm retired. I worked for Napa 45 years. I was outside. So not NASA, but Napa. Napa, okay. auto okay. parts. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Oh, okay. Uh, get the good stuff. So anyway, uh, <laughs> that's, that's, that's an old one now. But, uh, I recognized it. Oh. Anyway, I worked for them 45 years, sales manager and outside salesman. Okay. How long have you been married? Been married 44 years, right, wow. honey? Oh. Okay. That's pretty good. Good job. Okay. There you go. Hey, my name's Glenn Adamson. Been a member. Since Stan first started preaching. Yeah, we started the first day yeah. together, so didn't we? Was it four years? It'll be five years in August. Five years yep. in August. Yep. My wife's name is Karen. We've been married 44 years. It'll be 45 in October. Three children. One granddaughter we don't see, which is another story altogether. And unfortunately, or fortunately, I was a policeman for 32 years in North Homestead. How often do you come across somebody that you recognize that you pulled them over and gave them a ticket? Does that other happen than, for other often? than Scott? No. <laughs> <laughs> no. No, no, nobody really. Okay, okay, that doesn't happen. You just kind of, you, you, you're one of those guys that things are just like, hey, this happened, and then we're done with it. Yeah. And we're, okay, that's, that's pretty good. Um, part of passing on from one generation to another is uh, the need to. to Keep it connected to scripture. Uh, share a, 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 what is a passage of scripture that God has used significantly in your life? Would you guys share that? Well, I used a different one in the first service. Oh, okay. My other second favorite one is from John 14, 2 to, 2 to 4. My father's house has many rooms. If that was not so, would I have told you that I'm going there to prepare a place for you? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back and take you to be with me, that you also may be where I am. You know the way to the place where I am going. And I find that kind of gives me just hope. Yeah. You know, he's already placed a place for me. There's always a, already a, a room for me. Yeah. So that, that's kind of what I live by. Well, that's a good reminder. It's good. Well, mine is uh, Psalm 51. Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. It's, it's so easy to judge people in situations, and I constantly have to remind myself that, I, that God needs to create in me a clean heart. Mm. That's good. 
And mine's uh, Psalms 19:14. It says, "Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in Thy sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer." Now, like what it says here, it says, "What are you think? What are you thinking? Uh, fighting the f- uh, fires and dangerous thoughts." You know, I find it. You know, I'm. I would repeat this over and over through the years, and uh, to keep you know, to uh, let my voice uh, be uh, pleasing to the Lord and what I'm thinking about. You know, mostly today with all of our technology and all the highway information, uh, YouTube with all the garbage is on there. You know, yeah. so no, that's good. This is a scripture to have, I think, for that. That's powerful. You keep the mic. I'll keep the mic. Yeah. Um, what is something? that an older man taught you about walking with God? Well, like I was saying in the last service. Uh, Use that mic. We're going to record you, and we're going to put you on the Internet. <laughs> you can't hear me. Here. I I tell you. Um, my father, I, I, I chose my father, and there's a lot of men I could have chose, uh, a pastor I had for many years, but uh, my dad, uh, my dad, um, Told my wife I wouldn't do this. <laughs> my mom and dad uh, married 60 years. My dad was uh, faithful and a hard worker. He uh, was a Sunday school teacher, bus driver, uh, worked in the buses. He was a good father. Mm. And uh, like I said before, I wasn't going to say it, but my mom called me two days ago and reminded me that my dad passed away today, 10 years ago, mm-hmm. so it's a little rough. Yeah, yeah. What was your dad's name? Edward. Edward. Edward Marshall. Oh, yeah. Very Sorry, good. folks. No, hey. Good. Well, there were a couple people, um, two elders in my old church. One was Tom Slater, who's here. Another one was Ray Jensen. He was an elder there, and he was, he was always there for me. We went through a lot of hard times and good times together, and he has always, uh, always had good advice for me. And one thing he always said was, go as far as you can go with, with what God is calling you to do. Mm. Yeah, keep going, good. Unfortunately, I wouldn't say I had a role model when I was younger, not that I didn't have a dad, but when I married my wife, her father, I will, um, lives his faith. I've never met a man, not showy, not flashy, but he just lives his faith. Mm. And with his wife just passing, it, it just proves to me what it means to live your faith. And so he's kind of a role model for me. Yeah. Yeah, watching somebody go through loss will teach a lot. Yeah, that's good. Good. Um, start down here. We'll just kind of keep going back and forth. Uh, what is a a spiritual truth you wish you would have learned at a much younger age? Um, I never realized God was with me the whole time mm. in my life. You know, sometimes you, you know, where is he? But he walked every step with me yeah. in the highs and lows. So I didn't realize that. I do mm. realize that now. Yeah. Kind of reminds me of that, uh, that old poem about the, the footprints in the sand where you turn back and look and see only one set of footprints. You're like, where were you, God? Like, I was carrying you. That's, that's where I was. So, um, well. Well, mine is power of prayer. I was brought up in the church. We prayed the Lord's Prayer every week. We read the prayers in the book. But I never really had a prayer life. And since coming to Gateway, that's changing. 
It hasn't changed yet, but it's changing. It's good. I'm glad. Uh, I'm just having faith and trust in God, like Glenn was saying. Uh, there's been more than a couple of times in my life where one time I was going for a job, I was so excited, it just fell through. I mean, I was going to go like, you know, two days, and I had a job, and uh, I go, man, I was so unhappy. And then that company went bankrupt the same year. Whoa. So learning yeah. to trust God, you know, was uh, the whole thing. Oh, that's good. Um, this one's a little more practical. <clears throat> what is something you wished you would have done differently in your life? My wife's here, so. <laughs> <laughs> That's not a point of her. Uh, she didn't know I was going to do this, but years ago, I was, you know, I was always adventurous, and uh, I wanted to do this uh, financial adventure to, you know, make things better for my family, prosper, and uh, I was really wanting to do it, and she was like, I don't know, you know, and I really pushed it, and uh, I knew I pushed, I pushed she really wasn't for it, so uh, she signed the papers with me and everything, but it was bad, and uh, mm -hmm. it was really, uh, it wasn't good at all financially and stressful for years, but uh, I learned a lesson because I, you know, when you're a Christian, you think, God's taking care of me, man, everything will work out, and I just thought, God's with me, so no, I made a mistake, is what I <laughs> and I learned one big thing for you young guys here today, if your life if you're making a decision and your wife's not good with it, don't do it. Yep. That's what the Bible, if you want to, bear, if you want to know for sure, um, it's, it's in the Bible. Don't do it if your wife's not good <laughs> with it. When I was in high school, I wanted to go to college, but due to the financial situation in my family, I wasn't able to. But I was able to get into an apprenticeship with NASA, which worked out very well. And after, uh, after I got finished with the apprenticeship, I tried to go back to school again, and it still didn't work. And it took me a long time to realize God had me where he wanted me. And when I did realize that, things worked out, and since then I've had no regrets in where, I, where I've come and where I've been. Yeah. I'm always impressed that uh, with Walt and Pat, both of them expressed they'd like to have done more education, but their boys took it a lot further. One's got a doctorate, one's a lawyer, and so uh, you did well taking care of them with God's help. Uh, yeah, there we go. So, Glenn, what about you? Regrets. Or what would, what, uh, yeah, what is something you wish you had done differently in your life? Take the fireman's test? No, I'm just, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just teasing. Because you know my, my love and respect for firemen. Yes, sir. Um, you know, you had a lot of regret in life, but uh, you learn from every regret. And the one I remember the most, my mom was dying of cancer. She died at 59. And saw her dying, and I wanted to say I loved her. She wouldn't let me. Just wasn't her style. And if I learned anything in life, yeah, tell the people you love, don't mm. wait. No. Nobody's promised tomorrow. Yeah. You mean, well, I'll tell them later, or I'll tell them when... I'm ready. No, you tell them now. That's a good point. That's a real good, real good advice. All right, we've got a lot of young folks in here. Okay. Um, don't take too long. This is not a like just this isn't a old man rant. But what what do these younger generations need to hear from an older generation? What's just on your heart that you would share and say, "Hey, hear me on this. Believe me on this." What is something that you guys would share with them? I'm going to defer right now. I'm 
I did change it. Yes, I did. Well, slightly. So you can, whatever the Lord has laid on your heart, what, what, what do they need to hear? Concentrate on family, not on career, not on body or anything else, but concentrate on family. Be there for your family. Teach your kids, teach your, your children how to be a part of the family, how to work, how to spend money. Just be there for them. Yeah. Take the time to be with, with them. I, I hope I did what I hope, what I tried to do was to be with my boys as much as I possibly could. My dad was a workaholic. He was gone all the time. Uh, and he wasn't any richer than anyone else for it. But I said, I don't want to be that way. I want to raise my boys to know that I'm with them in whatever situation they get in. Yeah. And I pray I did. Tell them, tell them the taking the door off story. <laughs> yeah, no, I, they got to hear this. This is great. This is great parenting. My sons used to fight like most, most boys do. And they would get so mad at each other, my one son would go into his room and he'd slam the door. And I just got tired of that. I said, if you go in there and slam that door one time, one more time, I'm gonna take it off the hinges. And guess what he did? <laughs> and guess what I did? I took it off the hinges and took it down in the garage and that's where it stayed for a couple of weeks. Didn't have a, okay. And he didn't, he didn't slam the door after that. <laughs> He's, didn't that story make it into his book? And yes, that, uh, yeah, he wrote a book. He wrote a book called um, a, The Nuclear Option. Is that the... Uh, a pragmatic parenting of just um, how, to, how to get your kid out of the house. And so that story was in there. So that's good. But uh, what would you... Terry, what's on your heart? Mine, share with them. Okay. Uh, this is for young people and young married couples or whatever. But uh, me and my wife talk a lot. I worked for Napa 45 years. And then they have a commercial that says... We're not your, your grandfather's uh, Napa anymore. I'm going, you mean the one I worked for and built for 45 years? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, that's, that's a thing of respect. And I want to say to you, respect your elders. You know, yeah. Because I do, and, and you should. Because, uh, you know, believe it or not, the older, I won't use me, but believe it or not, these guys and Pastor and Tom and Scott, they can help you, okay? Mm -hmm. But uh, in your marriage and, and, and being, you know, be faithful in your marriage and in uh, what you do and working hard, but... Uh, you know, I know a lot of times people, young people think, well, that old guy, why don't he just get out of the way, you know, but uh, <laughs> we do know some things, you know. Yeah. We, have, we have went through some stuff. Yeah, that's good. You ready? I'm ready. Okay. <laughs> um, and Walt kind of hit it on the head. Family is so important. Um, your friends are going to come and go. I can tell young people this. They can come and go, but your family is always going to be there. Yeah. And if I learned anything... Family is important, and, and worship the time you have with them. Yeah. I want to jump off that for just a quick moment um, and just put a, kind of a pastor spin on it. Um, the culture today is very much against the family. I mean, just everything that's happening is pulling down the family, family, family. And I want to remind you that, that family was God's idea. And that he, he designed it to husbands, wives, kids, and then it gets passed on from one generation. That's his idea. He's got that figured out. And so I think you're exactly right. You, you've got to pull that together and focus on that. But also the, the, the family of God. Here's what I want to encourage you. All of us, I don't care whoever the oldest is in here down to the youngest, we need somebody above us 
pulling us up to Christ, somebody that we can go to and say, hey, I need help, so somebody above us. We need somebody alongside of us that we can partner together and encourage and help each other. And then I'm gonna encourage you to find somebody below you in age or maturity or life experience and say, hey, let me help you begin to follow Jesus. And so your whole life, I would always, if I could just even literally put in a list somewhere, who's helping you, who's alongside you, and who's below you. It's just kind of some good advice with that. I encourage you to consider that. So men, thank you. Would you guys give them a hand for, for sharing some of this? I'm going to put them on the spot one last time, and um, not all of you, you're welcome to do it. Uh, you did it once, you might as well do it again, but um, would, would one or two of you just, just pray over our congregation, and then I'll pray, and we'll stand together, and I'll share a benediction, we'll be done uh, even a little bit early today. So, um, Walt, would you pray? Thank you, Jesus, for this opportunity to be together here, to share your word, to just worship you in spirit and truth. We know that you are our savior. We know that you have given your life. We know that you have been raised from the dead and that we owe you everything and you've given us everything. Mm. So just bless this group, bless our time, bless our day and all to your glory. Mm. Glenn, Terry, you wanna play? Okay. Father, thank you um, for, uh, I think for these men, thank you for their willingness to share Thank you for your grace and their life. Uh, you're blessing them with um, uh, their marriages and their kids and grandkids. And just, you're, they're, you're, I pray your ongoing blessing upon them. But Lord, as I just think about our church and uh, the need to pass on from one generation to the, the next, would you help us with that? It's not easy. Sometimes uh, those that are older than us, annoy us and because we're just different or those that are younger than us annoy us and Lord we but, but you've you've brought us together and it's just so thankful for the little ones the, the babies born in the last few months to um, the oldest in our, our our church family that we love dearly and I pray that you will just help us with all of that uh, moving forward for your glory and uh, help us to learn from each other and uh, let others speak into our lives and uh, that would just please you and make you happy. We thank you. Bless our week, I pray, in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's stand together. Let me read, uh, I'm going to read verse 24, and you're going to join me on verse 25, and we'll read this all together. You know what? No. Let's just read it all together. I get confused here. So read this benediction with me. Now to him who is able to keep you from stumbling and to present you blameless before the presence of his glory with great joy, to the only God our Savior, through Jesus Christ our Lord, be glory and majesty, dominion and authority before all time, now and forever. Amen.